Well, good morning, all. Welcome to the All of Life podcast. I hope you're all having a wonderful Monday morning. Welcome to all my uh, Christchurch folks and to anyone else listening out there. Um, In this podcast, we're going to be talking about business. We're going to be talking about commercial enterprise. And we're going to be guided in our conversation by the Proverbs. You see, um, Jesus Christ wants us to align every aspect of our life with His will and with His Word. He desires that we as Christians would push the claims that He has made in His law and in His gospel into every area of life, including business, including enterprise, and including our financial buying and selling, dealing with others. So let's take a look at the Proverbs here. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 10. Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. For a couple hundred years in the Western world, um, there's been clamoring for what the world would call equality. It was one of the battle cries of the revolutionaries of the French Revolution. And it's a battle cry today from cultural warriors, progressives, and revolutionaries everywhere. Um, Whether they're fighting for equal rights for homosexuals desiring to be married or for income equality among the genders, uh, this cry for equality is quite popular. But I've got to warn you, and this podcast isn't about this, but just a a little heads up, who the world, or what the world calls equality isn't equality, and it isn't even possible. It is, however, possible, um, and, and, and it in fact is designed to tear down and to revolt. And it's a fairly decent justification for governmental mandated theft. They, they call it redistribution these days, but redistribution is not equality. The equality, this radical egalitarianism, this radical equality that the world pursues is quite unbiblical and quite ungodly. But does that mean equality is of no concern for the Christian? Should we flinch and run away or turn the channel every time we hear the word Equality? Should we accuse anyone who brings up the word equality of being a revolutionary or a, a progressive, wanting to play God and flatten out all the outcomes of this world? After all, doesn't God distribute equally? Um, you know, or doesn't doesn't God refuse to distribute equally? I should say to one He gives one, and to another five, and to another ten. So why should we be concerned with equality? Why should the Christian? be concerned with equality. And here's why. We aren't God. In fact, the progressives of the French Revolution and the progressives of today who desire to flatten out everything, who fight for radical equality, um, inordinate and really unjust equality, and even those Christians who refuse to even consider the term, they have one thing in common. They both are behaving as though they are God. What should a Christian, in submission to God and with no desire to play God by equalizing everything, nor to ignore God by refusing to be properly fair, do? What should a Christian do? This is what. We should define equality by the Bible, and we should adjust our behavior, our thinking, our words. We should adjust everything in our lives to that biblically defined understanding of equality. We define equality biblically, and then we submit to it. In our family roles, in our gender relationships, in public policy, in business, in everything. So for those of you who wish to live your life in submission to God's equality, 
Let's help by getting a definition. Here we go. Um, We're going to revisit our proverb. Here it is, unequal weight. See, God's concerned about equality. And one of the things he's very concerned about is unequal weights and unequal measures. These are uh, commercial terms. These are terms for buying and selling, for enterprise, for retail. Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. See, this proverb is about what we might specifically call corruption. It's about officials, parents, pastors, leaders, business owners, assembly line workers. It's about all those folks on the take, uh, behaving underhanded, unprincipled, double-dealing, shady, nefarious crooks. And they come in uh, every. Uh, they come in every color. They come in every race, every creed. They are rich, poor. They are young, and they are old. There's a crook to be found in every demographic. <clears throat> these crooks, these um, double dealers, whether they be uh, big time politicians or your average everyday common criminal, engage in all manner of dishonesty, cheating out others, cutting corners, false advertising. You know, you can think of the stereotypical uh, cheat, the used car salesman who knowingly passes on his bad deals at the auction onto an unwitting customer. And, and if he is intentionally deceiving certain types of customers, like handicapped widows as an example, he's even worse. Or consider the judge who judges in favor of the wealthy defendant who slips him a little under the table. Or the judge who shows his favoritism to the poor in exchange for their tainted votes every election cycle, or the parole officer who uh, you know, fudges on a few rules or strictly enforces certain rules based on their estimations of things and based on their judging by appearances and rather than basing it on the law. The types of two-time and double-dealing mean mistreating folks out there are simply limitless. And this is all to God an abomination. Filth. This is the word used to describe the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. Pride, sodomy, sorcery, all of these are abominations to the Lord. And add, add to it inequality, unbiblical, godless inequality in our dealings with others. So, do you own a business? Then listen, business owners, establish a culture that doesn't tolerate unequal weights and measures. Establish a culture that does not cheat other people, but deals fairly with others. Stand up on the factory floor. Stand up on the car lot. Stand up at the retail store. Stand up and declare, as for us and our business, we will serve the Lord. Do you own money? You refuse? Do you owe money, I should say? You refuse to return? It's an abomination. Are you casually borrowing money, knowing full well you're not going to really pay it back? That's an abomination. Are you lending money to snag unsuspecting simpletons, knowing full well you're going to make more on them when you repo their new car? It's an abomination. Are are you knocking on the doors of ignorant widows in a a real tight spot and promising them cash in hand for their paid-for homes? And then you give them pennies on the dollar? Wholesale prices? You're taking advantage of their ignorance. You're taking advantage of their vulnerable situation. This is an abomination. But if this is you, if you're a double dealer, if you're a nefarious crook, if you've got unequal weights and measures, if this is you, it's time to turn. Paul declares to the first century church in Ephesus, filled with baby Christians, coming out of this sort of a culture, he says this, Let the thief no longer steal. Rather, let him work with his own two hands, so that he might make a profit, and then, with that profit, share. 
Your life may have previously been characterized by abomination, by filth, by disgust, on account of your business dealings, your enterprising with others. You had false weights and false measures, but now let it be characterized by building wealth for your family and by generosity, the sort of generosity that was kick-started about 2,000 years ago on the cross. I'm Brandon Neely, and I'd love to connect with you on Gmail at brandonneely at gmail.com or on Facebook. Neely is spelled N-E-A-L-Y. Let our dealings with others be fair, equitable. Let's be honest. Never cut corners. Fair prices, fair deals. If we get a day's wage, let's do a day's work. Let's be honest in our dealings, and let's continue to show the world how to obey Christ in all of life. Have a blessed day.